1: Hello and welcome to the Wildcats Goo Podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Shear, here with my co-host...
0: Jason Shear.
1: And we are here to preview the Arizona men's basketball game versus Washington on Saturday night. But before we get there, we did have something that Jason did today that took up quite a bit of the evening. I previewed it on my Twitter... And at the end of the podcast, I'm going to post the actual design of Jason's new tattoo.
0: Yeah, it hurts and I'm tired. Yes. Bear down.
1: So we're going to get through this because (laughs) Jason was occupied quite a bit of the day doing that. So check out my Twitter if you want to see the design. But we'll jump right into things very quickly. Washington is 8-4 in the conference how much better is this team than their first meeting with Arizona?
0: Well, Shelby, uh, they're not. <laughs> Here's the thing: everyone thinks Washington's better, but let me just let's just go over a couple things here. So after they lost to Arizona by 16, they beat Utah by six. Then they got blown out against Colorado, right? And everyone's like, "Oh, they've won. They're eight and four in conference, right?" But let's take a closer look, okay? Home win California sucks. Home win Stanford, not very good by three. Home win Oregon State, so those are two of the worst teams in the conference. Then they leave home, sorry, the, the Oregon State was on the road. Then they leave home and they lose to Oregon by a hundred. Then they go back home, they beat Colorado by two, beat Utah by four in double OT, and then beat Cal again, and then beat ASU. They lost to Stanford. They lost to Oregon. They're not good. They're just playing the worst teams in the conference. And now they got Arizona, USC, UCLA, Washington State twice, UCLA, and Oregon. So, So. like, there is a very real possibility. And Ken Palm has them winning one game the rest of the year, and that's the end of the season against Oregon State. Their numbers really aren't that much better than when Arizona played them. They're still bad at the stuff that they were bad at before. The difference is they're beating bad teams. Arizona's not a bad team. Are they a little better? Yes, I do think they're a little better. Are they better to the point where it's like, oh man, what a great story, college bat No, it's not one of those. It's just they happen to be beating bad teams when earlier in the season um, they lost to some bad teams.
1: So the Cinderella, they are not. No. No. Okay. So Terrell Brown Jr. has been Washington's best player and the best pure scorer in the conference, What makes him difficult to guard, and how can Arizona slow him down?
0: Uh, What makes him difficult to guard is his possession rate is unreal. And what I mean by that is he is Washington's offense. He's 32nd in the nation in uh, percentage of possessions, 31.7. And then he takes 32% of Washington's shots, which is 19th. Um, He doesn't turn the ball over a lot. He gets steals. He's, He's a very solid player. Um, what makes him good is that he's smart in, in the way that he shoots. He doesn't attempt a lot of threes. He gets the paint. He's crafty. Uh, really, really good player um, that deserves the attention he gets. And again, we, we went over this in the first podcast and people say, oh, it's crazy. He didn't stay at Arizona. Look, he went to Washington to do what he's doing now. I don't think winning was a top priority. It was playing close to home and being able to have an offense that allows him to be 32% of an offense. Right. It, it, it's just and that numbers high. And like as a comparison, so again, he, you know, percentage of shots, 32.9 on Ken Palm. We look at Arizona and the highest on Arizona is 27 by zoo. And then you have 25, 20, um, et cetera, like possession rate, uh, clearly high zoo zoo is, you know, the, the best player, according to Ken Palm on Arizona. So he's very good. He's a smart player. Um, you know, he does, and Washington does a nice job of, of getting him open. So obviously, you know, it, it is very impressive. It's not taking anything away from him, but he's clearly doing what he intended to do when he transferred to Washington. I don't know if he could do what he was doing now if he was on in Arizona. Um, but again, he, he doesn't need to. So props to him.
1: What do you expect from Washington defensively?
0: So Washington kind of has a, a conundrum.
1: A little... A
0: little issue. And the issue is that early in the season, they played man. Um, They've been playing a little more zone lately. They played zone against ASU. If Washington plays man against Arizona, they're going to fail miserably because of the size difference. If Arizona plays zone, I'm sorry, if Washington plays zone against Arizona, they're going to fail super miserably. Washington is a bad rebounding team. So how are they going to rebound out of a zone? Well, the first time these teams met, Arizona killed them on the glass, and Washington played every defense possible. Um, I, I expect them to try every defense possible again. They're going to try to get a little zone. They're going to try to play man. They're going to try to press a little bit to make Arizona uncomfortable. Um, I'm expecting them to mix it up. The problem that they have is because of the way their team is built. Um, they're just at such a, a disadvantage, and it's really to me. I would if I was and I would just stick with man. Um, you're asking for it, but if you play zone, I just there's no way you're winning because Arizona can do the high low with the two bigs that we've seen before in their season, and there isn't one team in the country that has been able to stop that high low. And against a zone that you're not able to rebound with anyway, um, you're you're just you're in bad shape. I mean, their their offensive rebound rate defensively, they're 351st in the country which means that they are as bad as it gets in allowing offensive rebounds because of the zone. And if you're going to allow Arizona to get offensive rebounds and multiple second chances, you're done. You're, you've been blown out.
1: All right. Well, that is a key weakness we hope Arizona will capitalize If you on. hear that in the
0: background, Bianca, our dog, is literally <laughs> playing with herself and a table. She's decided that a table, a table is another dog. And she is attacking a table.
1: Yeah, the little clicking is Bianca. Sorry, guys. Um, She's decided that it's playtime. It's late. Very late. Anyway, um, what is the key matchup in this game?
0: So the easy way out is to say it's Terrell Brown versus whoever. But, you know, I I think Terrell Brown is in the situation where he's just kind of going to get his, like, whatever. So to me, (laughs) the—I don't want to say Dale and Terry every damn game— uh, the big matchup to me is actually, I said Kirk crease the last game. So Dejon Davis for Washington is questionable. Took a really hard screen against Stanford. He's their starting point guard. If he's out, PJ Fuller, um, is in and he can score a little better than Davis, not nearly as good of a defender. But for me, the matchup of the game is probably zoo, um, or whoever guards him Coloco, whatever it may be, um, against Emmett Matthews and, uh, the, the reason it would so it would be it would be zoo because I forgot Nate Roberts because he sucks but um <laughs> zoo against Emmett Matthews because Emmett Matthews is another guy that um they're they're very heavily relying on Washington and he's he's one of the few guys on Washington that goes to the free throw line he's heavily involved in what they like to do offensively um, he can extend the floor once in a while but um, played well in the first meeting so. Um, you know, it, Terrell Brown can go for 30 for Washington, but if there's not a second guy, it's, who really cares? And when you kind of look at the options, it's probably going to be like an Emmett Matthews. And so Zoo or whoever's guarding him, uh, to me, that's the matchup to look for. Kirk Reesa, P.J. Fuller will be an interesting matchup as well because P.J. Fuller is 6'4". Um, but other than that, there's just, to me, there's, there's not that guy, you know, that you got to kind of watch out for.
1: Well, our usual last question for a preview game is, what is your prediction for this game, Jason?
0: I'm glad you asked, Shelby. So none of the metrics give Washington any chance in this game. And I'm going to – you like when I do this, so I'm going to do this. Mm -hmm. So Washington plays fast, which to me is just a stupid – like you play Arizona fast, you're losing. Right, so they play 51st in tempo. Their effective field goal percentage is 319, Um, so they don't score from two. They take care of the ball, and they force turnovers, but they don't offensive rebound. They go to the line at a pretty good rate, but they can't hit free throws, and they can't score. Okay, so uh, what does that mean? It's real simple. If Arizona takes care of the ball, and I'm not talking four turnovers. Let's say Arizona turns the ball 12 times or less. Um, I guarantee that if Arizona has a game in which they turn the ball over 12 times or left, is that, if that happens, they've won by 20 points. Um, Washington is a team that feeds off forcing turnovers and getting out in transition, which is one of the reasons why their tempo is fast. In the first game um, between Arizona and Washington, turnovers were an issue in the, in the first half, uh, but they stopped being an issue eventually in the game. Washington only had six turnovers. Again, they don't turn the ball over. Arizona had 21. So Arizona turned the ball over 21 in the first meeting. and still won by 16 points because it's just super hard for Washington to defend um, against Arizona. remember what I said about rebounding. Uh, Arizona had 12 offensive boards, uh, but had 33 defensive boards. Uh, you know, Coloco just destroyed them uh, that game with 22 points. Ben had 27. Kerr went off against their zone when they switched to the zone. Um, Zoo actually struggled a little bit, but I – When I talked about the Washington State game, I mentioned that there's a a clear path to victory for Washington State with the threes, et cetera. It is much more difficult for me to find that path of victory to Washington. I think Washington is kind of going to get exposed as the team they really are, which isn't that eight and four conference team. I think that's going to happen in the next few weeks. Um, But they just don't match up with Arizona. Like Terrell Brown's going to get his. I just don't know who else is going to step up. And they're going to get beat up on the glass so bad um, that I just don't see any way... That they win, so I guess I should give a number. I haven't written my uh, my breakdown yet. I'm doing this before my breakdown, but let's go. uh, Eighty-five to sixty-eight. That's a good number. No, you're a good number.
1: I agree with that number. I was in in the the mid '80s thinking I'll take eighty-two to sixty-five.
0: There you go. (laughs) And uh, yeah. I know what you guys want. You want Jason Shearer's upset special. I just want to brag again how I nailed the Michigan-Purdue game. Was also, shout out to easy. Xavier. I watch Xavier basketball because I got a, you know, I got a rep rep for Xavier. Jason Shearer's upset special. I don't think Texas over Baylor is an upset. Uh, the one that I have an eye on, Shelby, is Indiana over Michigan State. Ooh. I don't like the way Michigan State has been playing. As of late. And also, if you want to go super deep, Murray State at Morehead State. And if you want to go super, super deep, Marquette at Butler. So, those are the three games that I'm looking at as possible upset specials, none of which impact Arizona, who as of right now is locked into a one seed. If you want to root even more for Arizona, I'm going on fire right now. Ohio State. Is at Michigan, that'd be a nice win by Michigan. If they win that game, they'd be in the tournament. If you want to go crazy, Shelby. Let's do it. There's two games at 8 p.m. tomorrow night while you're on the Vegas strip.
1: With our daughter. With your
0: wild daughter. <laughs> there are two games. I'll be sitting on my couch wearing clothing, probably. With our other
1: daughter. Yes.
0: Well, I hope so. But St. Mary's at Gonzaga. By the way, how great is it? That, like St. Mary's is 20 and 5, 6 and 2 in their conference. And they're 15-and-a-half uh, point underdogs against Gonzaga. Uh, if you want to go crazy, root for St. Mary's. And then if you want to go even crazier, UCLA-USC, root for USC. Because if USC wins, e- UCLA is pretty much eliminated from the, the Pac-12 title race.
1: And we got, we'll have it on lock. Go Arizona. On the Olympics front, nope. real, real quick, oh there God. was an American gold medal today. Shout-out to Lindsey Jacobellis and Nick Baumgardner. They here's were,
0: the real Olympic moment.
1: Here's the real Olympic moment. <laughs> 2 nights ago Nick Baumgartner missed out on the men's snowboard cross like a wimp. and he cried on TV baby. because he was saying he was 40 years old and he missed out on his dreams and he did not know that he'd been selected for the the mixed team event.
0: Oh my god. Event. This is So
1: he and Lindsay wound up winning tonight. Congratulations, Nick Baumgartner. Congratulations, Lindsay! They're definitely
0: listening to this. Gold medal. Wow, they're probably tuned in from Beijing right now. Uh, I was going to say that your gold medal moment was when you asked if you would be able to go to a sports book and uh, have them turn on ice dancing.
1: Yeah. And I
0: said, let's try that on a Saturday night of a UFC fight. I
1: think that I could probably warm my way into having that happen. There's a
0: 0.0 chance (laughs) of you. I will bet you $100 right now that you can't have them put on ice dancing in any sports book in all of las vegas
1: you don't understand the power of my charm
0: wow anyway i appreciate you guys for joining me i'm gonna be on with my sexy self uh tomorrow night because Shelby's going to be ravaging las vegas god only knows what she does when she's alone nope. that's why i'm sending my 12 year old daughter to keep an eye on her
1: yeah yeah i'm, I'm a crazy psycho animal. shelby
0: is what they call her when she gets to strip anyway i don't no I just made that up right now
1: I do like to go to Sephora at the Venetian
0: holy crap yeah (laughs) that's the name of the strip club I like to go to also anyway (laughs) Shelby
1: Um, happy trails everyone I will talk to you next week bear down bear down
0: Shelby you need to put our life savings on black or red which one are you going to do black all right you heard it here first life savings on black